Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are sending our letters off to Santa. We got our Christmas list all together, and we're sending it to Santa for what we want at Disney next year. I've been really good this year. I hope Santa delivers. Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Hope Santa delivers on on our Christmas wishes this year. But before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. So over at Disneyland, we talked last week about how they announced all of their different kind of like festivals and seasons that's going to be going on. Well, they also announced uh, some Disneyland after dark events. So they're going to be doing Sweethearts Night again. There's a lot of dates uh, between January and February this year. They're also going to be doing another uh, Pride Night in June and Star Wars Nights uh, in April and May. The new one this year, though, is the Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night. So this is going to be March 5th and 7th. Uh, Some of the Disney Channel properties they mentioned is a high school musical pep rally is going to be taking place through the streets of Disneyland. Um, They also talk about Phineas and Ferb, Camp Rock, Descendants, then even some throwbacks like Lizzie McGuire and the Cheetah Girls. So I think that one's going to be pretty popular. That is really going to feed in on like the 90s nostalgia for a lot of people. Considering how much like of the Disney Channel properties they play on the Disney Sirius Channel, probably, I mean, there has to be a market. People have to like really love it. When it comes on for me, I'm like, eh, like I'm more of the movies person, but a lot of people must love it because well, we talked about a lot. we need to watch High School Musical. We We've did. Not we watched, actually have not. We've not watched them. We talked about that. We need to do that. My, when my um, friends that's loved popular. it, I was in my peak. Everybody loves it, so I have to hate it. Phase. Yeah. <laughs> um. And now you're all Disney. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's only two nights, so I think it's it's a test. And if it does well, it may come back and have more nights. But that's yeah, sure. that's definitely the new one. But a ton of Disneyland After Dark nights. Um. If you're interested, check out the Disney Parks blog for like more specifics on the actual dates and how to get tickets and things like that. Right. And also over in Disney World. Summer House on the Lake has opened in Disney Springs. I want to try this. I've been looking forward to this. The the concept art, just the the style and design of it. It's right on. It's the lake. I mean, we'll call it a lake, but it's right on like the <laughs> like the nice picturesque part of Disney Springs where I I like to eat. Um, kind of like deluxe is on like that. It's like that very bluish water. Yeah, that, that turquoise looks a bit, water. Yeah, it looks a little Caribbean. Yeah, so I, I like eating there. So I was really excited for this. It looked good. Um, I saw like some like cookies or something out oh of it that goodness, looked crazy, yeah. um, but it sounds really good. Like in terms of the food offerings and yeah, everything, they, they seem to have a lot of different really good looking cookies. Um, more like normal looking cookies, not like Gideon's huge cookies, but they look really good. But also like, I think it's more of like a California style. They have a lot of really cool options. Like they have good breakfast sounding waffles, like apple cinnamon waffles. Yes, please. They have, um, wood grilled artichoke which i've always like wanted to kind of try that so i definitely would get that they have really good sounding brussels sprouts i mean the whole menu sounds pretty appealing to me and also there are like some cool like vegan options and um yeah it it just seems like they they thought of a lot of different people with this menu yeah this is definitely going to be a place we have to try next time we're down uh in florida or we could just schedule another trip to try it (laughs) Not a specific trip just for that. We'll we'll be down there <laughs> soon enough. So um speaking of Disney Springs, we actually got a question over on Spotify from listener BDD. What's better when you get off the plane at Disney World? Going to Disney Springs or going to a park? Ooh. So I think this depends 
like when you get in. So very frequently we yeah. take very early flights so that that way we land in Orlando at maybe eight or nine o'clock yeah, in the morning. And I think at that point you're there early enough that you can drop your stuff off at the hotel, get to a park close to your hotel, kind of pick the one closest to your hotel pretty shortly after it opens. So you can get a pretty full day in there. So I think if you're there early enough that you can get basically a full day in the parks, I kind of like to just land, go to the parks. I think if you get there in the afternoon, like a little bit later, then probably that's a good like Disney Springs day. Disney Springs is good when you have like a half a day. Right. So either like when you get there, if you get there late or like the day you fly out, if you have a afternoon, early evening flight, you're not gonna have a full park day. Disney Springs is a great opportunity there, like in the morning, afternoon, before you leave. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have a good point here. I also think that like it's a good opportunity to split. Like what we typically do is we take a like 6 a.m. flight, which means you have to be at the airport at some ungodly hour. I mean, we get, we get like there like 4, 4 yeah, yeah, in the morning. So that means you're up at like 3 if you live an hour from the airport. So like then at that point, you're going to be tired early. So... I think we've done this before too, where we go to the parks, like enjoy the parks, but then instead of staying there all day long, we'll sometimes like an afternoon at Disney yeah, Springs, we'll do yeah. an afternoon and then we may go back to the parks for a show or if we're too exhausted, yeah, you could go back to like a fireworks don't. at night or something. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and it depends on what the reason why we're there too. You know, if we're there to run a race, Gideon's make really good post race snacks. Um, so you gotta get those early. I yep. mean, we should get Gideon's to, to like sponsor us. I mean, doesn't everybody want to be sponsored by Gideon's? Oh, I'm sure. I, mean, they do. I don't think there's anybody out there I don't that wouldn't anybody, want to be sponsored. Yeah, I don't think Gideon's needs needs the help. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. So I think I think it kind of depends what time you get in. Again, yeah. If you want to spend a whole day in the parks, because you're right. If you're somebody that like after traveling, you kind of just want to decompress a little bit. Mm. You know, if you're flying across the country, maybe from West Coast all the way to Florida, that's a long flight. You probably then don't want to spend. 10 or 12 hours in the park so dizzy springs is definitely okay. a nice way to decompress so i think you know we were too logical with this answer because i think that the bare i'm bones, just saying i'm just saying what i what we typically do yeah okay so but, but the bare bones of this question is yeah. what's better so you have the option time is irrelevant oh go get gideon's right away go go get some food yeah go check <laughs> you're, out you're, disney, you're springs. disney springs yeah i'm i'm straight to animal kingdom okay do not That's pass go. Do do not collect two hundred dollars. Just straight to Animal Kingdom. Okay. All right. Good. I want. I want to hear the nah. Oh, if you get there early, yeah. Hear, yep. hear the wake I up. I want to. I want to be there when the animals wake up. I want to hear the lion roar. I want to do it all. Be there. Maybe they're doing some like uh, surgeries or some like oh vet, my vet oh my goodness. Yeah, you gotta no. get there early for that. So no. Yeah, absolutely. You can check in the front and ask if there is um, an operation or anything going on. Yeah, they'll on let you know. Guest services, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Thanks for the question. And again, if you listen on Spotify, you can ask your questions directly through the app right there on Spotify. You can also uh, send your questions over to us on Instagram at Enchanted Ears Podcast or on our website, EnchantedEarsPodcast.com slash podcast question. Real quick, one last thing, Angela. Last week, we were having a debate on what is the worst pre-show, Flight of Passage or Dinosaur. If you did not hear that episode, go back and listen to that i did put it out on instagram for our listeners and unfortunately for you 59 percent of the people agreed with me that dinosaur is the worst pre-show 
Flight of and, passage, 41%. And that number is slightly slanted because I also voted in this poll. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's fine if 59% of people are wrong. I'm just telling you. So, yeah, the listeners agree with me. Incorrect. It's dinosaur. <laughs> wrong answer. All right. So, thanks, everybody, that voted on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, let's jump into our main topic this week. Our wish list for Christmas, our letters to Santa, what we are most hopeful for, for Disney. So, Angela, why don't you kick it off? What is your first item on your Christmas list? All right. My first item is to bring Battle for Sunken Treasure from Shanghai and bring it to the Magic Kingdom. You are starting off strong. (laughs) Santa, I hope you're listening. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know... I know that a lot of people love pirates as it is, but you know, I feel like you've talked about the jungle cruise for you being one that's like, it's a classic. You do like it, but it's not one that you have to have to ride. I feel that way, even though I love the movie pirates of the Caribbean about pirates of the Caribbean, but you put battle for sunken treasure in the magic kingdom. I think that becomes something I have to ride. I'd love to ride this ride. Haven't had a chance to get there yet and love to go on it. I will say I feel bad now because you started off, so strong with yours. So what I asked Santa for was more shade in the parks. And I feel Ooh, like... That's a great one, though. I, I agree like with this. I feel like you started off so strong with that, though. Well, but yeah, I think this is this is something that I feel like would go unnoticed. It would, but it is so but it's important. so needed. Well, we've talked about this so many times, yeah. that how like... If you're, you know, it's going to be a really bad, hot day that going to Animal Kingdom is the best choice because they have the most trees and the most shade. Yeah. And even Animal Kingdom, you know, in some places can still get pretty hot. I mean, it's right. Well, you have some of the shade, but it, it is, uh, it's still warm, but yeah, but like you go to Epcot and there are like not any trees there. I mean, I guess now with, with the, uh, the middle of the park kind of being reopened, there's some more foliage there, but you're in world showcase. Um, and you're just kind of completely exposed. Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, those are other ones where, yeah, I mean, it's a sea of concrete uh, at times, and it's it is tough in the Florida heat. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, you, you mentioned Animal Kingdom, and it immediately made me think about. You mentioned Animal Kingdom, I think. <laughs> it made me think about, you know, like the bowl where they have the uh, they have like shows, and it made me think. I just added another one to my list. Bring back kite tails. I want kite tails oh, the back. Lagoon. Yeah, yeah, in yes. lagoon. Yep, bring back kite tails. I want to see those kites do their beautiful kite dancing and and crash into the bleachers. I will say that that is that lagoon is another place though where there is no shade there. No, nope. I mean when you well, were out there, that's what I was thinking because yeah, you mentioned you're sitting out there in the sun. So yeah, that's one place in Animal Kingdom where you can just bake in the sun like a lizard. Yeah, um, which. You like that. You like baking. Well, yeah, when, like not when it's 90 yeah. million when, degrees but when you're and 100% in Florida, humidity. Yeah, it's, yep. it's too hot. So, yeah, but more shade in the parks, I think. That's a great pick. It's what the people want. Santa, give the people what they want. Yeah, that is true. And it would make it would just make it so much more comfortable. Yeah, 100%. So another one of mine is to refurbish Dinosaur with um, just kind of updating some of the backgrounds and improving the animatronics because I love the ride dinosaur i am a little nervous because i feel like they've been tossing around the idea of indiana jones i don't want that please leave that over in california where it is beautiful and wonderful and different than what we have over in disney world but you know we could improve it i love the old kind of cheesy corny video i don't think they really need to touch that too much maybe they oh that is awful i I hate that part of it oh i love that i wish i could just skip that room quite honestly i think that that's hilarious dinosaur is incredible 
Love the ride. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it maybe could use some, you know, TLC yeah, to I think update it could. a little bit. But that's part of the charm of the ride. But that pre-show video is awful. I want to walk through that room. And you know what? You probably could because there's no like door on the other side. Well, maybe it is closed. I feel like sometimes it is open. But I want to just be like, can I just bypass this? It is next to Flight of Passage. Nope. The nope. worst pre-show. No, nope. Flight of Passage has by, by far the worst pre- pre-show. I I th- would actually... Nope. <sighs> Wrong. I want to bypass Dinosaur more than I do Flight of Passage. I just, I just want to so get to the, cheesy I just and get to the ride. Amusing. See, I think what the problem is with Dinosaur is the line is so short it's typically pretty non-existent when you go. And so you're kind of basically walking on and then you get to this you, speed you bump stopped. where I have to stand here and just watch this video that is just pointless. And yeah. it's like, I just want to get to the ride. Where Flight of Passage, I guess you could argue, well, you're waiting so long that don't you want to get to the ride quicker? But I'm used to waiting at that point. They've kind well, of primed me for just standing around. And so, yeah, the video is... always are, a, a line for that ride, yeah, too. Like a big, long that's line. That's what I'm saying. So they've, they've primed me for just standing there because I've been waiting in line. So it's like, yeah, this video's not great. It takes more time. I do want to get to the ride at that point. I'm so close yet so far away when you're on Flight of Passage. But at least I've been used to standing in line. Dinosaur, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Let's go. No, now i got to watch this video. I, I think... Our listeners, I want to know if you agree with me. Send us a message on should, Instagram at Enchanted Ears Podcast. I think you should put up a poll. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a poll up. Go at Enchanted Ears Podcast. On I'd love Instagram. to know the results of this because I think that there's. I think our listeners are not going to let me down. That corny video is just. There's something about. I mean, it. they're both bad. They're both bad. Well, but. yeah, but Avatars takes itself too seriously, and so it's like, dude, this is like ridiculous. But with that, the dinosaur one is not so. Like, I feel like it's 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 intentionally. I will, say, I will say this. I will say this, and this is maybe a point for why Flight of Passage is worse. Dinosaur was made twenty years ago. Yes. It has a an excuse for being that cheesy. Flight of Passage has no excuse. Right. All right, I'm going to have to skip the next one on my list because I think it's already happening. So on my list to Santa was combining Hulu and Disney Plus, and it already seems to be happening. Hulu is on Disney Plus now um, as a beta. So I think this is on its way. That's a weird thing to ask Santa for, but I guess, you know, pocketbook wise, I guess it's good. I, pocketbook wise, I think it's good. And I think having two streaming services is ruining Disney. And I think you see, mm. I mean, HBO Max did this where they took HBO and they took like HGTV, it's all Max now, like just like CNN, everything's all on one channel. Multiple streaming services is not good for Disney. I want them all together, but I think this is already happening. So I will, uh, I'll skip that. So thanks Santa uh, in advance for already giving me that Christmas present. But I think that we need to let Dave Filoni completely take over. I guess this is happening too. Santa must have gotten my list ahead of time. <laughs> Because now that I talk about this, yeah, Dave Filoni got named like the creative director of Lucasfilm, and now he is like creatively in charge of Star Wars. He's still not president of like all of Lucasfilm, but he's in charge of Star Wars. But I think. But does the president have the say, or like I feel like you well, maybe Kathleen, don't want him at the top of management because then they're just like nixing ideas. Like we want him in the creative. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the creative. Place. He's basically the lead of Star Wars. But on my Christmas list is for Star Wars to stop focusing on the original characters. So the Skywalker saga, I mm. think 
They need to stop focusing on them. And I think this is why I said, hey, let Dave Filoni take over because what he's done with the Mandalorian and um, like Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, those characters are so much more interesting because we don't know what's going to happen to them. And I think that's been a breath of fresh air for Star Wars. Even a show like Andor was great. And and we know Andor's ultimate fate, and he somewhat ties into the Skywalker saga, but it's a different view of it and a different approach. And they're going down this path. They're talking about doing a movie about um, like the Old Republic thousands of years, like the birth of the Jedi. I think the end of Ahsoka, uh, spoiler if you haven't seen it, they're in a different galaxy now. That opens up a whole new world of stories. So that to me is what is exciting about Star Wars. I think expanding that and what Dave Filoni has done has been great. So dear Santa, please let Dave Filoni take over. It sounds like this is already happening. So I basically have two things on my list. I didn't even have to ask for. (laughs) I I was writing the list down and then they happened before I even officially sent my letter to the North Pole. I feel like a series of chopper shorts like they have like the Doug shorts. Those would oh be. Oh my. Stop. <laughs> you are dropping absolute fire on this episode. <laughs> Chopper shorts? Yeah. I think they need to do like Olaf, how he retold Disney movies. Let Chopper retell stories <laughs> in his own little Chopper way. Oh yeah, my gosh. Just pretty good. the adventures of Chopper. I, so I want this now so bad. Everything from Chopper's perspective. So he's not like a side character, but he's like the starring role. Dear Santa, I'm <laughs> writing to tell you that I've been very good this year. <laughs> and all I want for Christmas is a series of Chopper shorts having fun throughout the galaxy. Thank you. Sincerely, Joe. <laughs> all right. So my next one, because that wasn't really on my I'm list. I'm like done now. I feel like I feel like the rest of my list is just pointless. Man, you're you're really not bringing it because my next one. No, I'm saying I don't think I can chop. chop. You can't chop it. I cannot top chopper shorts. Well, I have one for you. Oh my gosh. All right. What is it? Replace our current iteration over here in the US of Winnie the Pooh with Japan's Pooh's Honey Hunt. I'd like to concede my time to Angela. Uh, Yeah. So I mean, come on. Pooh's Honey Hunt and Battle for the Sunken Treasure. Yep. Yeah. I will say. Basically best of. Bring the best of over here. The only reason I will say no to these is because Magic Kingdom already gets crowded enough. Yeah. And if you put in Battle for Sunken Treasure and Pooh's Honey Hunt, you are never getting into that park again. (laughs) But let's just talk about the merits of Pooh's Honey Hunt. So I do feel like there's a lot of overlap between the two rides, like the current one and uh, like the one that we have now and the one over in Japan. But it well, yeah, because the one the one that we have in Magic Kingdom that was the original one, right? And And then they built the the trackless ride. We want that, but cooler. Yeah, and they made it like a million percent better. Um, The it also probably costs like oh so much more, yeah, so much more. But it is just a like a piece de resistance. It's beautiful, Um, just like a perfect ride. Like I, I feel like this is everything that Ratatouille wanted to be, but didn't get close to. And it is just a gorgeous, fun ride that you want you want to get on again and again and again. And I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's a great ride. If you don't think you'll ever get over to Japan, hop on YouTube. There's plenty of videos of Pooh's Honey Hunt. 
and check it out because it is just it's it's so cool it's cool seeing like the scene where Pooh like flips end over end it's and like disappears sequence. off yeah. into oblivion because yeah, yeah, it's him falling asleep and it's a dream yeah sequence. it's it's so good counterpoint to this i don't disagree with what you're saying you're but, just playing the devil's advocate but do you think we love Pooh's honey hunt so much like are we clouded in our judgment because that was the first trackless ride we went on no and we were so blown away by it that we were like this is amazing we wrote now i will say we did ride it like three or four times. We, we kept, rode it a lot. We yeah. kept going on it. So I, I can't even say, oh, we only rode it once and, and we're just kind of fondly remembering it. But part of me thinks, are we are we overhyping it too much? Uh, and no. I think this is all for me to say, we need to go back to Tokyo <laughs> <laughs> to ride it again, to be able to accurately compare it to Ratatouille and Rise of the Resistance. I, was gonna These say, other I ones, think it's Mickey up Mays. there. I think it might even edge out Rise for me. I mean, it is so good. <laughs> See, I, I don't, I can't put it above Rise of the Resistance. Well, Rise has many different components. But to I'm it, just but... saying, I think we need to ride it again. And they have another one now, the Beauty and the Beast ride, as a as a trackless ride over there, and that's supposed to be amazing. It oh, has some gosh. like really great special effects of the transformation from um, Beast back into the Prince and everything. Prince Adam. So, yeah, I think I think basically what I'm trying to say is I think this is my excuse for why we need to go back to Tokyo Disney. Because I do worry, are we are we just too fondly remembering Pooh's Honey Hunt? Because it was something so different than anything we've seen, and now that there's more of these rides, are we like, oh, it's not, it's not as unique as we thought it was? Right. Again, don't disagree. I think it'd be awesome to bring do it to you, the Magic Kingdom, but I'm just. Do you want me to bring a couple like just like smaller points here? Yeah, you, yeah, we need to. We'll bring it down for a second. We need to slow just for a second. Yeah, just for a second. So, I think another. Just, What's next to Santa? Because if Santa, I mean, if Santa delivers on anything on your list so far, we well, just wait for this next. Oh one. my gosh! Okay, we just hope we're bringing it bring. down. Well, this is just simple though. Okay, bring Gideon's into the park, every park, every park, just Gideon's cookies. Put a, put a Gideon's cookie, cookies in every every one of the parks, so you don't have to go over to, Dis- to Disney Springs to make that special trip. Bring Gideon's to us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yes, and this. <laughs> So I don't think you need to bring it into the park. What I would say is the issue is the line. Just have some sort of like mobile ordering where I can order Gideon's and just swing by and pick it up. Or have, have it uh, delivered, delivered to your hotel. All delivered to your room. Do you know how many Gideon's cookies I would buy if I could just sit there at night <laughs> and order cookies and they would show up the next day? I. Hey, listen. You, there would have to be a limit. I know there's a limit of like you can only buy six cookies when you walk in. There would need to be like if you buy X number of cookies within a week period, we're cutting you off because I would find that limit. I'll tell you that because you can freeze them. They're delicious. Can, can I tell you something, babe? This is something that it, this is a hot tip. So if you're a person that I found a per, that I'm a person that has a pretty like a pretty strong stomach when I'm running. And I tend to like to eat like sugary treats um, or something that I think is going to give me a you lot need of that energy. energy. Yeah, you need that energy. Gideon's cookies, if you bring Are them they from, perfect for running, they're perfect to have as a pre-running snack. Gideon's. Because you feel like, oh man, you know, I, don't, I shouldn't eat. Oh, no, you should because you need that energy. Gideon's, if you're listening, please sponsor us for Run Disney. Oh my gosh. Gideon's, so the perfect pre-running uh, snack. But yeah, I, that's the problem with Gideon's is it's, it's too difficult to get them so i like where you're going bring them into parks make it more ubiquitous easier to get your gideon's cookies um so i can see that but yeah even just let's let's make it even simpler i don't even want to wait in line in the park i just want to 
put push a button on my phone and then just pick up the cookies or have them delivered to me. Yep. That's what I need. Because again, the other hot tip is just go buy a lot of cookies. You might think, oh, I can only eat one cookie. They're big cookies. Buy half a dozen of them, bring them home, the, the day them. before you leave. Bring them home. Freeze them. Have them all year long. They are delicious. They are. Cut They're not up. quite as good. Cut them up. Yeah. yeah, cut them up so you can kind of have them in like smaller increments, but they uh, they last a while. It helps yeah. It helps the pain between trips. Let's put it, it that does. way. It, it, it eases really does. It eases it a bit. And another like just simple one that I have is to move marathon weekend to February, like mid to late February. Interesting. Okay. Because for me... You know, you get like I get off a good like week for Christmas. But it then, is weird right after New Year's. Yeah, and then yeah. whenever you, I came back, like last year when we ran, I came back for a, literally a day to work, and then I got more time off, which I didn't really need. So if that's something that I want to do more, which I think next year we're talking about potentially trying to to go down for Mar- marathon weekend, it just makes it like weird. It's like a it's an awkward time like right after the New Year. Yeah, I get why they. I I'm get, sure it, I, yeah, yeah, I get why Disney does it because in February you have other events right. and January. I mean, like other stuff happens. That's kind of like it's convenient for them. That's the sweet spot. Like they just had, you know, ten million people come for Christmas and New Year, and, and then, then it probably everybody drops leaves off then. and yeah. nobody else is there. So it's like let's have let's bring people a hundred thousand people in to do the marathon. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is kind of odd that it's like the weekend right after New Year's in terms of like what you're saying, like planning, like. A lot of people have off for the holidays and then it's weird to then kind of just like have off again um, to go do a race. So So my next item on my Christmas list this year is to expand the Skyliner. So expand that mode of transportation across the Walt Disney World Resort. So take it over to Animal Kingdom. Take it over to Magic Kingdom. Take it over to Disney Springs. Let's just have the Skyliner be everywhere. I love this idea because if you don't stay at one of your couple hotels that are connected, I think there are, what, four hotels. I think it's Art of, Anim- Art of Animation. Uh, yeah, Art of Animation, Pop um, Century. Pop Century, yeah, right there. Riviera, and Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach. Yep. So if you're not staying at one of those four hotels, it's really not as... It's, and it's only Epcot and Hollywood Studios too. Like yeah. if you want to go to Animal Kingdom, you want to go to, um, you want to go to Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Takes forever to get yeah. to. Animal too. Kingdom's the one you need to go to because you have the monorail between Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Like you have some other options, but Animal Kingdom is just like off there on an island. Like you, you yeah, need like something. It would out that be way. so fun because that would be a fun trip to go um, from. I don't know what Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom. I don't know which no, one's I th- the. No, I think you would go. It it would be. You um, know the layout of the. Yeah, land it would be like right when you're at Caribbean Beach. Like, like f- you can take that one to go like back to Art of Animation or up to Epcot. It's kind of in that area. You just go west over to Animal. I Kingdom. would also like for the Skyliner to take you to Disney Springs because I also feel like that's an inconvenient trip. That's the other one. They they need to expand it east west west to Animal Kingdom east to Disney Springs. Yeah. Um, and just kind of have one, that. Though. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, and then also put the theater that they were planning on building in the Magic Kingdom. So mm. that Broadway style theater, they had announced it, they talked about it, and then it went away. I really want that to come back, and I really want them to build that in the Magic Kingdom because it is. I think because I think having a Broadway style show is something that Disney World is missing. Yeah, you have that in Disneyland. The international parks all have these Broadway-style shows and theaters. Having that in the Magic Kingdom is something that they desperately need. Good for crowd draw. Yeah, too. it was it was a great idea when they announced it. I don't know why it fell off. So, dear Santa, well, 
please give us the theater. I feel like Disney is does a lot of cutting the live entertainment. And I'll just go into my my next one here because I think Disney what where they have a big strength is they attract a lot of really spectacular talent. And whenever they do shows, um, they do tend to do them really well. So, dear Santa. Please bring back the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. I was wondering if that's where you were going. And also, while you're at it, the Adventurers Club. Oh, bring back the Adventurers Club, too. That's, yep. a, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think that those two experiences, you know, whether you've gotten a chance to ever do any of them, we have never done the uh, Adventurers Club. But if you, whether you have or you haven't, I've only heard good things about the Adventurers Club, researching it. You only it hear good things about both Amazing. We did the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. And I think that they would bring, I think they need to bring new stories to it to kind of keep it a little bit more evergreen you know bringing some different characters and um but i just think that this is something that they gave up on way too soon and the people that worked there were spectacular um i feel like it was the best of humanity we found friends through it i mean it is just such a great community that the star cruiser created and i think that the adventures club had something similar yeah, it is interesting. Now, the Adventures Club was around for 15 or 20 years. So it's not like yeah, they... Yeah, it lasted a while. It's not like they cut that soon. But it is really interesting because you have both of those. And now I'm going to kind of take price out of the equation because I know that was one of the issues with the Galactic Star Cruiser, obviously not with the Adventures Club. But Disney's kind of done two of these immersive, interactive, theater, role-playing uh, type things with the Adventures Club and with the Galactic Star Cruiser. And it does seem like anybody who has done either of them has come out saying, this Nothing is incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. And again, even the Star Cruiser, with its price, one of you know people say this is one of the best things Disney's ever done. Same with Adventures Club. There's tons of videos t- on the internet, tons of people talking about this is what the Adventures Club was, talking about how great it was, talking about what you're saying. Bring it back. Why did it go away? I mean, it was around for 20 years and people were saying it's gone too soon. You know, so I it, mean, it, and it, they had such great talent that even some of the people from the Adventures Club were on the Star yeah, Cruiser. Yeah, Several the Star of the Cruiser. actors were the same people because, again, like they're so immensely talented. And that offers a place for people like that to just really excel at their craft. Yeah, but my point with that is, so Disney's done this twice and seems to have done a really great job twice. Mm. So it, it's like it's not like Disney doesn't know what they're doing with this. So I, I'm with you. I don't know that either of these two come back the way they were. But it seems like if Disney could figure this out, like there's a market here for this, you know? Yeah. Again, the Adventures Club did last a long time. So I think they had that one figured out a little bit more. But like... When Disney does this immersive stuff and Disney does do actors and they do live entertainment, it is really well received. It is really positive. It is a huge boost. But you're right. That tends to be the thing Disney cuts because they don't want to have to pay. Live actors are more expensive. You know, you're constantly paying them than an attraction. You build it and then it just runs. So I think that's one of the reasons why maybe the theater didn't get built because it's you're gonna have to have, you know, a live show and a full uh, you know, kind of accompaniment of, um, you know, production and everything to, to make that. And maybe they didn't want to kind of spend the money on that, just kind of speculating there. But yeah, D- Disney does this so well. And I, I find that interesting where it's like they've done this twice and it's been successful and well-received twice. It's not like, yeah. it's not like they do it and kind of fail at it where, you know, attractions mm-hmm. can co- sometimes be hit or miss, uh, things like that. But I'm with you more, 
more live entertainment, more shows, more immersion uh, is definitely something that that would be welcome to Disney. Right. You know, another one that I have just going going for Star Wars now is bring Captain Rex and the clone troopers. Forget the timeline. Forget you are all in on Captain Rex. Here. Bring them to Galaxy's Edge. And you know what? I mentioned this. Uh, I think what was it last week? Put some walkers, build some giant walkers and put them in parades. That would be so spectacular. They're spectacular in Rise. You don't have to make them that big, but put some walkers in in some parades and play the Imperial March. And I will be so excited. Um, the, these Go two to things, the dark side of the force. Yeah. You know, go over with Captain Rex, hang, hang out with them, be on the, the light side, be on and then go right over to the dark side. Yeah. That, that's your personal wish there is that they bring Captain Rex in there. All right, I will say this. So Santa, if you are listening, my list, if you grant any of those wishes on my list, that would be great. But if you granted none of those wishes on my list and you Even gave the tropper sh- and tropper you, shorts. you gave me this, I would be happy. Redo Figment. Aww. Please make Figment. Give him a facelift. <laughs> Not Figment himself. Yeah, yeah, we you, could, you know what? You know we what? Could. You could. We could. You, we could Make we him could. more animated style. We, yeah, we could do more animated style. But redo the ride. Disney, when they redid it, they ran out of money and just cut the ride short. The space is there. Let's expand the track. Let's give Figment the proper ride that he deserves. If you do that, my heart will be happy. It'll be a great year, Santa. And you can you can ignore all my other stuff. I, I, I will bake in the sun. I don't need shade. <laughs> I will use my imagination to pretend I am in the shade because figment will inspire me so much to use my imagination. I won't even eat shade. Now, when I go home and I realize I got sunburned because imagination is not proper sunscreen, that might be... They should make imagination sunscreen. That might be another issue there. Um, but but I will I will still have been happy in the moment um, because Figment will be in all his all of his glory. Yeah, I've been I've been watching uh, reruns of Botch. We could just bring in Doctor Nassif and Doctor Dubrow do a little facelift on Figment. Disney <laughs> botched, <laughs> Disney botched with Figment. You've yeah, had some plastic surgery, haven't you? Sir? Yeah, you look so much cuter now. You're right. What that, happened? You know what? I I will concede that we can redo Figment and make him. Kind of the friendlier more, looking. Well, it's like what they use in in all the merch. His mm-hmm. animated style, you're right, He's is so much cuter without like yeah. the yellow eyes. I also think I mean his animatronic is very old. I feel like like I, I feel like they, they haven't updated that in a while. So yeah, let, let's make him more animated style. Let's make it a little bit cuter for Angela. I mean he is let's he's, he's imagination. He yeah. should my imagination is not like that dark. It's like a nightmare. Yeah, it's a more like a nightmare. Yeah, so yeah, he's turning a little bit into a nightmare than imagination. But yeah, let, let's go back to happier times with Figment. Yeah, I love this. All right. And I think this is my my very final one. And this if you've been a long time listener, this this will sound slightly familiar. But uh, I think that we need to, you know, do what Disney's already saying they're going to do. Retheme Dino Land, most of it. I, mean, I like Dinosaur. Okay. But retheme Dino Land to the Lion King and add. Well, a they're s- not saying that they're going to retheme it to the Lion King. <laughs> wait, 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 okay. I know, but this is my wish okay. for Santa and add Escape from Elephant Graveyard Here we roller go. coaster. Here we go. The best roller coaster. I, I, I think I brought this up on probably five or six different episodes. I will say, I was going to say, I will give a small prize to anybody that tells me how many times you've mentioned this <laughs> across the 
270 plus episodes we've done because I would guess it's like a dozen times you bring oh my this up goodness. But, it, but, but it is a great idea because it you know you're Simba you're Nala you're trying to escape from Elephant Graveyard you can even make it into like a cool mountain-esque kind of thing so we get another mountain I don't know yeah, it's this, just so cool every time it comes up to it morphs sometimes it's a trackless ride sometimes it's a roller coaster <laughs> it does, it does. Now, now, it, now it's a mountain now we're putting a mountain you know in what there. what if what if we you know Universal's over there inventing their own stuff with the, yeah. the Donkey Kong ride. What if we get a trackless ride that goes into, slides into a roller coaster car that becomes a roller coaster? How about that? Do you know how hard it was for, the, for them to get the trackless ride to work? Okay, but now this it's is gonna my, lock into a roller this coaster. Is, this is so, Santa So this Claus. is, I think, the fifth iteration where we've now just invented a completely new ride system, which would be, that would be amazing. amazing. If you went trackless ride to roller coaster, I mean, in Rise of the Resistance, when you go like the trackless ride into basically like a tower of terror drop. Um, That was exciting. But then if you turned it into a roller coaster, I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cause you like, you go through certain parts of it and you slow down. You better write up a patent for the design and the little, the images can be like Simba and Nala riding the roller coaster. Cause you know, like patents, you need to draw the artwork (laughs) of like what's going to happen. So you have two little lion cubs, but if I Escaping. drew it, it would be more like two little stick figures that look That's mildly close. like... You, you're pretty good at drawing. <laughs> you're, you're good enough, I feel like, for patent work. It doesn't need to be that detailed. So. Yeah, but I think that this this would be... This is the piece de resistance. I think I've said that twice in this episode. I don't know. But anyway, this would be so great. I love this idea. I love The Lion King. I know they're probably not going to make any further properties with it. But, I mean, they have two movies. They've got a... T- they, have, they have The Lion Guard... We could get more Lion King into the parks. I know that they already have the celebration of the Lion King, but we I just think it would be so good, and he fits so well into uh, Animal Kingdom. I love it. And Santa, if, if you don't fulfill this, don't worry. In about another three months, Angela will bring this idea up again and make it sound <laughs> like it was the first time she ever thought of it. So we'll be good. We'll eventually get it. Or Angela will die on her deathbed saying, I still think Escape from Elephant Graveyard is a great idea. <laughs> she'll, she'll be there at 100 years old talking about, if we could just get this to work, in, we could do it. In 2094, when... We can do it, guys. When it's the, the Lion f- King has its 100th anniversary. It's the fifth reboot of the Lion King. Um, yeah, they're like they're not escape, doing it on VR. Escape from Elephant Graveyard, so we we can do this. I mean, I think you know we've talked about this enough. I think you've asked Bob Iger for it. I think you asked Bob Chapek for it. So why not ask Santa for it? Yep. You just you got to cover all of your bases there. All right, but that wraps up our show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye bye.